Love Talk Radio. Thank you, thank you to all the hundred children from the Sea Islands and around the world who have been a support me for this 15 years or thing like that. But it was all the hundred children who have been a support me. Queen Quet, head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. We're so glad that the hundred to tune in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. While this should be, we're going forward. And we stayed at the Gullah Geechee Nation. We're going to do every air and thing like that. We did it one week after the time we normally do this show. Because we wanted to take some time out here in the Gullah Geechee Nation for still pay more honor to them women of Mickey Crossing. So this day evening, we want to dedicate this program to Brother Bob Small, to Emmanuel Nine, and to all the other rest of Gullah Geechee women make it passing the transition over this year, past week time. Because plenty of the children are going home. And we know, see, what a ring we are, what are going to take we back. So first, we gonna have one more a silence for them. Amen. Amen. So for all of my listeners around the world who are tuned in, this is Queen Quet, Chiefess and Head of State for the Gullah Geechee Nation, and I'm thankful to everyone who wished me a happy anniversary on July the second, one week ago, which made the fifteenth year in this position of now going into, concluded the 15th year, really, and now going on into the 16th year, truly, and approaching that. seems like very rapidly already with all that has happened here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And so 
for all of you who have followed Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, and we want to thank the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition for sponsoring this broadcast all these years and for the hundreds of thousands of people who have listened to shows, downloaded those shows from iTunes for free, have signed up to be regular subscribers to this show, whether through iTunes or through Blog Talk Radio. We thank you. We thank you for sharing this show around the world. And we want you to continue to share in the work that we are doing in the Gullah Geechee Nation. You can always email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. And so that those who may be new to the show or those who haven't heard this in a while are refreshed with what we are doing, why we have done it, why did Gullah Geechis come together along this coastline on July 2nd, 2000, and confirm a one-year election as me as their leader, both the head of state and spiritual leader. Why did we do this at Sullivan's Island in South Carolina? Well, first and foremost, that last question I'll answer first. That is the place in which over 40% of all Africans enslaved in North America came through. So in this international decade of people of African descent, I want to remind you and give you the answer of the first part. Because when we first came together on July 2nd, 2000, we presented the world with the Gullah Geechee Nation Declaration. The mission is to preserve, protect, and promote our history, heritage, culture, language, and homeland, and to institute and demand official recognition of the governance, the minority rights necessary to accomplish our mission to take care of our community through collective efforts which will provide a healthy environment, care for the well-being of each person, and economic empowerment. Our goals, as we are the authentic original Gullah Geechee Nation with direct linkage to our ancestral legacy, we stand as custodians of Gullah Geechee culture and protectors of our human rights. Henceforth, being the only and true keepers of Gullah Geechee cultural legacy, upon us falls the responsibility to promote in an accurate and positive manner all aspects of Gullah Geechee culture by emanating knowledge and healing souls. This process is guided through the release of the full story of the four parents of Gullah Geechee ancestral souls and wisdom of our elders. We intend to protect the development and construction of Gullah Geechee culture through the establishment of appropriate institutions and law by the exercise of our human rights. Presently, this is being achieved through and during conferences, workshops, festivals, and other celebrations of culture and the continuation of oral tradition, living history, craft, skills, and reconnection to the soil. The establishment of this constitution will guarantee the continuation by the exercise of our minority right to self-determination. We will link with organizations, other nations, and institutions that are contributing positively to the cultivation of our nation, ensuring that those connections are carried out with dignity and honor. In the tradition of our foreparents, we will record in written form our story as a living testament to our Gullah Geechee legacy. We will also broaden our continuum through the use of electronic and video and audio means of documentation. Through the exercise of our human minority rights, we will be the keepers of this material as we accept the responsibilities of defining ourselves and our ancestors.
We will preserve, maintain, and reclaim all elements of our homeland, which will forever be our base of existence as we carry out these goals. With these goals in mind, Gullah Geechee people take formal recognition of their nation and their human right to self-determination within the context of their minority governance rights and thereby the Gullah Geechee Wisdom Circle, by its hand, spirit, and soul, undertakes the task of creating and ratifying the first constitution of the Gullah Geechee Nation. The first constitution of the Gullah Geechee Nation was then written in Savannah, Georgia, and it was presented at the Gullah Geechee Reunion on Sullivan's Island in July of 2001. We have a preamble to that constitution as well as a full 21-page constitution. Depending on how you print it, you might be able to get it down to 16 pages, but generally it's 21 pages long. So it was no light matter, and it still is no light matter, what is going on here in the Gullah Geechee Nation to attempt to try to circumvent this document, circumvent the human rights of Gullah Geechees, and to try to enter into a period that once again would be that of failure. And the period that I refer to tonight is the fact that we are at the point of 150 years since the U.S. Civil War, as we would say, a big shooting thing in the start, that started in Charleston, South Carolina, here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. The first guns fired there 155 years ago, roughly is when the U.S. Civil War began. And 150 years ago is when it ended. 150 years ago was also the beginning of what most historians will call a failed period in American history, called the Reconstruction Era. Now, some might call it irony, and others amongst the Gullah Geechee see this as signs, that 150 years after the end of the U.S. Civil War. It is on today, July 9, 2015, that the state of South Carolina's General Assembly, that at that time, and with the Reconstruction era, we were starting to send Gullah Geechis to that General Assembly and to send them on to Continental Congress, so to speak, uh, there were more black people in Congress then than we have today. And here in the South Carolina General Assembly, there's still a limited number of people of African descent, but fortunately the majority of the ones who are there are natives of this coastline, which is the Gullah Geechee Nation. They stood up and they spoke out along with Governor Haley of South Carolina and numerous others on the floor of the South Carolina General Assembly for the past several days to debate the removal of the Confederate battle flag from the grounds of the South Carolina State House. They voted with the majority winning and took the flag down today and will place it in a museum not far from where they actually have the State House, Columbia, South Carolina, in the Midlands. We are in the area of South Carolina called the Low Country, the Sea Islands, the Gullah Geechee Nation.
Very different culture, very different history, very different traditions in the Midlands and the upcountry than what is in the low country for people of African descent. So for many people, they are cheering on this flag removal and they are looking at this as a supreme victory in South Carolina. I am not. I believe as a historian that this is an excellent time that this should be done. As a spiritual person, I believe it was divinely ordered that it needed to come down, go to a museum, and be put away. And now maybe we can enter a real period of completing the period of Reconstruction. The reason I'm not cheering this on as a supreme victory is because nine Gullah Geechis had to die for the NAACP to use this to bring this issue back up because previously the NAACP only asked for it to be removed from the Capitol Dome, and it was, and it was then placed down on a lower flagpole on the grounds where people could really see it and see what it was. So now what was not properly negotiated the first time got negotiated this time because of the pressure, because of the shame that South Carolina feels because of the massacre and assassination of nine Gullah Geechis at Emanuel AME Church. This coming on the heels of police brutality and murder of Walter Scott in North Charleston, which already had the world news looking at Charleston County, South Carolina. The world news has yet to look at the same police racial profiling that happens in Savannah, Georgia, on a daily basis. And they may not want to look there because a lot of the people that are in the leadership in Savannah, Georgia, in the city, are people of African descent, including the mayor. Talking about who's sitting in the seat now. We're talking about an institution that people are now looking away from as they look at this folding up of a flag and carrying it down the block. They are looking away from the blood that is spilled in these streets of Charleston, North Charleston, Savannah, Wilmington, and Jacksonville, whether you want to say North Carolina or Florida, Brunswick, because someone's skin wasn't the color of somebody else's skin. We have to address the matter that the assassination of Gullah Geechee's will not be tolerated, that we will not sit idly by and allow people to now use the blood and the deaths of our people to do political moves and then have everybody lull back to sleep and forget that there were lives that were lost. Or were they? These lives have now brought up a critical issue the one that I'm talking about, the system that's being looked away from. That system is racism. Dismantling a whole flagpole does not dismantle the system of racism. When I go to the United Nations from 1999 to the present, this discussion of racism having international decades, having years to talk about and eliminate racism, now having an international decade of people of African descent and people not examining what is at the heart of what has happened globally to destroy 
African families, to destroy African villages, to destroy African cities, to destroy African communities, to make sure that there are embargoes against African nations such as the Gullah Geechee Nation when we speak out against racism. Instead, even the United Nations has decided to put on a page for this international decade the loss of land and people looking like victims on Defusky Island, as opposed to talking to the leaders of the Gullah Geechee Nation about what our mission and our goals are and how we have furthered that agenda over these years. And because progress has been made here in 15 years, not 150, 15 years, no zero behind there. More progress has been made for us than in the 150-year-ago period called Reconstruction that then one of our major leaders that was assisting Clemente Pinckney was assassinated along with eight other Gullah Geechis that were in his congregation, spiritual leaders of the community that could help the community of Charleston heal, that can help the community along our coast heal, that could help our people continue to stand. It's a song we sing in the church and in the prayer house, who shall be able to stand? That's the question at this hour in the Gullah Geechee Nation because so many people have been falling on their knees in prayer, falling on their knees in meditation, falling, just falling, weak, because they cannot believe they've been hit with another blow after the world watched this man, Walter Scott, shot in the back and then left to lay on the ground while his lifeless body is tossed around and handcuffed and pocket searched and all of this is videotaped for everyone to see. And then before you realize what's going on and wrap your mind around that, someone comes in a church and want to know who in particular is the pastor and murders the pastor, eight congregants, in Emmanuel, and leaves only alive his wife, his daughter, and another sister in the church and her grandchild, the grandchild, because she was under dead bodies. And he probably thought she was dead too. Now here it is that before we even get clear in our minds when, what, how, why, and how and when will all these nine be laid to rest, and how can we all come together as a community with all these cameras here from the mainstream media simply flopping around in the blood of people to get a story, to get their ratings up, while not having the least bit of concern that people are dead and their family and their friends who love them are mourning. Again, looking away from the people and looking away from the true system that caused this, that birthed this, this system of racism. Race is a construct. And until racism is deconstructed, we'll have no true reconstruction. And then as a reminder of the same things that went on during the Reconstruction era 150 years ago, we see the Klan marching and we see churches burning. And here it is that Greeleyville, just up the road of peace, has the same church that had been burned by the Klan before burned down. And what do the media, mainstream media report? They report that maybe it was lightning. Maybe it was like that. 
But then here come a series of, quote, black church burnings, all starting from the time that the person who assassinated the Emanuel Nine is arrested. Seemed like every day thereafter, a black church burned in the Gullah Geechee Nation in America. Now, here it is that the institutions where healing happens, where people reconnect with their families and their community and they fellowship and they have sistership and they join together to figure out what the next step should be and they pray and they meditate. Let's burn those down. Let's attempt to strike fear. But it hasn't worked. As the song says, it won't work. No weapon formed against me will prosper. So here it is that millions of dollars then begin to be pumped into various things. We love the fact that people have given $3 million plus to the Clemente Pinckney Scholarship Fund. We love the fact that that fund will not educate the children that remain of the Emanuel Nine. We love the fact that numerous people have given money to funds for a library that will be named in honor of Sister Heard, God bless the dead, and that there are other funds for children of people who were slain and that they will get, quote, free rides to college, end quote. We love that. But when I saw that other multi-million to billion-dollar corporations were yet giving money to institutions that are Anglo institutions, even though they have centers that say they study African-American history, to only discuss race, I found that disgusting. Because we need not discuss race, a discussion we've been having for more than 150 years, for 400 or so years. You discussed race. You constructed race. Race has been a problem. What we need to be doing is actively working together to now dismantle racism, not to just have yet another discussion. And I see that there are foundations in the area, and especially in Charleston, that have suddenly jumped up to have funds of their own. But when I wrote to some and asked and said, well, if you're going to have funds that deal with issues of disparities, economic disparities and racism, we have already been doing that work through the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank in the Gullah Geechee Nation. We'd like to talk to you. I have not gotten responses back by email. No phone calls. No nothing. Because these are not people who want to be collaborators with us as we outline in our goals. They want to say they did something. And that's what all the cheering on the flag is to say we did something. But what is the something? And how long can that be sustained? Because the mainstream media is already on to the next story. The problem that I found with the mainstream media arriving in front of Emmanuel AME and staying for days and watching was that it reminded me of buzzards sitting around on post. But this time the buzzards had cameras and recorders, and all they did was spin every tiny little thing into another story to keep people watching and reading. But where did they contribute to our community? 
They spent millions of dollars staying in hotels all over downtown Charleston. How did that benefit the Gullah Geechee Nation? How did that benefit one Gullah Geechee family? Unless their family members worked at the hotel and got overtime. It didn't benefit us at all because, again, we weren't seen as human beings. We were seen as subjects of stories. I was contacted by the BBC, and they were the only ones who wanted to truly talk about how we felt and what our pain was. I was contacted by the city paper of Charleston. They wanted to know from me, as head of state and elected leader of the Gullah Geechee Nation, what this meant to the Gullah Geechee Nation. But after that, even when I was emailed and called and I did interviews, I didn't see stories because I spoke about what this really was an assassination, a massacre, and one that we were not allowed to be overlooked the way that the Wilmington massacre was still overlooked up to this day, and we yet wait for Wilmington on fire to come out this year so that, once again, the divine timing of this being 150 years after Reconstruction, maybe it'll be a time in which we can educate people about how we've continued to stand. And here it is that these stories have now switched. I had someone say they wanted to do a story on Gullah Geechee culture, but they wanted to do it on rice plantations. This is in the midst of us yet bearing some of the Emanuel Nine. And I see that they went to institutions and individuals who are still using the plantation story to their advantage. People who are native Gullah Geechis who are using this because they know that that's the more palatable story to tell because it keeps people in the past and it keeps people in, on the plantation and it keeps people in the period of enslavement and doesn't even move them forward into Reconstruction because generally speaking they're only speaking about Africa and then the enslavement of the Africans here on the Carolina Gold Rice plantations and not going forward into time where Gullah Geechee's own land and farm their own rice like my grandfather did in where we now have the Gullah Geechee Garden, which is owned by the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, and the family compounds in which this rice was grown to feed the family as opposed to it being used and the minds of the people being exploited for their gifts, their talent, their knowledge. That part of the story is not being told, and yet the media wants to spin it back to the plantation because somehow they want to re-enslave the minds of individuals worldwide and have them not realize that the Gullah Geechee Nation is here. It exists. It is internationally recognized, and it is a place and space in which a unique minority group that is a linguistic, ethnic, and national minority still remains on the sea islands and the land 30 to 35 miles inland to the St. John's River from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida. Because if they were to address these stories, and not just the food or the drumming or the singing or the rice plantation, they would have to address the political dynamics of assassinated human beings and then not discussing it. They would have to go away from the normal narrative of American history and then actually tell the story that we ourselves tell of the legacy of uprisings, the legacy of human rights stands, and the legacy of continued land ownership 1962 here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, and that that was done by people of African descent whose ancestors had been brought, kidnapped from
from their own continent and brought to another continent to be exploited. How they survived that, that story is not told. How they survived a an era called Reconstruction in which people then mounted up to destroy their towns, their businesses, and their churches to burn them down like we are looking at on television now and on cell phones now and on iPads now and seeing happen all over again. But I am reminded of the statement, right now I am reminded of the statement that those who do not know history are destined to repeat it. Hence why I continue to read, why I continue to sit at the feet of my elders or on the porch with them. And yet he wake up and say anything like that. And yet he who lead a pita on young and what been going on back on And I know I am blessed to be in a community with people who live to be over 100 years old and still have the presence of mind to be able to tell me what went on in the 1920s and the 30s and what they ain't never seen before and what they see today and how they don't think it's right for people to only act like people were some slaves for somebody else with all that we went through and all that we built, and that this is our land, this is what we built. There would be not a place called America had it not been for African people and had it not been for the cornerstone of Africans in North America, the Gullah Geechee. So here it is today that the state of the Gullah Geechee Nation is very interesting because right after people just stopped putting the information out about the church burnings, here comes the collapse of a bridge heading to the Johns Island Yacht Club. Six days ago, this took place. No national media looking at that. Nobody looking at, well, should we see something in that? Then here comes two to three days ago, plane crash. How is that reported? That the plane broke up over a rice plantation and immediately went back on the plantation, went back in the Carolina gold rice field, and all they did was write about this being a plantation. And who owned it? The Ravenel family, who Ravenel, South Carolina, is named after, who were part of the old money here in Carolina. And so here it is that 150 years after Reconstruction Era begins, 150 years after the U.S. Civil War ended, it seems like as much as things change, they remain the same. We still have a battle over the Confederate flag going on at the forts in Charleston. Should they take it down or not? The NPS took the products out of the store, but then there's a debate whether they should take the flag down from flying over the fort, the fort that our ancestors built, mind you. That all depends on which ranger you get, whether you hear that part of our story or not. So here we go back, time of having to deconstruct something, having to end something. And what we need to do is end racism. We need to deconstruct. Race. We need to deconstruct what allows some to have the privilege to ignore massacres and assassinations while others suffer from it. And that people think nothing of it. That here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, we are still fighting. We are still needing to protect ourselves. 
we are still needing to hold on to our land and to send people in to represent us, not only to the General Assembly, but to the U.S. Congress and beyond that to the United Nations where I go to represent us, the Gullah Geechee, who yet stand for our human rights and our right to self-determination, not the right to have others exploit us for tourism purposes, which is what all the rest of this amounts to. As for many who are listening tonight who you say, well, I said those who don't know history are destined to repeat it, you may wonder, what is the Reconstruction Era? Maybe you heard the terminology but don't know what that applies to. Well, that applies to a period of time in the United States that went from 1865 to 1877, a mere 12 years, a dozen years, right after the U.S. Civil War ended. And the whole purpose of it, was they were supposed to be helping rebuild the South and get the succeeding states back into the Union slowly and gradually, but at the same time to upgrade and have the respect done for the rights of who were now called freedmen, and that was man, woman, or child that had formerly been enslaved. And so now there was the Freedmen's Bureau, there was the Freedmen's Bank, and all of these entities that were brought in during this period that were to help with the freedmen now obtaining land and having their rights protected. They were also to try to quell some of the hostile attacks against the same freedmen just because they were carrying out their rights to vote and they were now sending people to Congress for themselves. And so there's a film, a documentary, and I'll probably repost it sometime soon on the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page called Reconstruction, the Second Civil War. I consulted for that documentary that was done by PBS. And also there are numerous links to various documents from that era of time. But Reconstruction, the Second Civil War, encapsulates a great deal of what went on, including the rise of what we call the Jim Crow era, the era that led to, some would say led to segregation, but I would say kept segregation in place because largely in the Gullah Geechee Nation, people already segregated during chattel enslavement. So it kept it in place or stopped people from integrating in areas where people wanted to go ahead and integrate. And so you have a series of horrific things that come to pass during the Reconstruction era, including the development of the Ku Klux Klan that many are now seeing on the national and the world media that are trying to rise up again due to the fact that what they've used as a symbol of their organization is now being taken down and being told it should not be displayed in different places. And that symbol being the Confederate flag, the Confederate battle flag, because there are actually multiple Confederate flags, and also the burning cross. We haven't even gotten to dealing with that, but those are symbols of the Ku Klux Klan. And there are some very interesting documentaries. Even the History Channel did an interesting documentary about the history of the Ku Klux Klan. And so people may need to watch these things, as painful as they may be to people of African descent. I advise you watch these things. I advise you learn. I advise when we put up the post for Wilmington on Fire that you watch the clips of that documentary that should be coming out this year finally 
that many of you helped to support the completion of because you, you gave money and donated when we did interviews with the producer Christopher Everett here on Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. I advise that you read books. We have many books at Gullah Biz to understand our story as Gullah Geechee's in the context of this era of time, the era of time of Civil War, the era of time of Reconstruction. And during the Civil War is when we became land owners, and many Gullah Geechee's to this day still own their land here in the Sea Islands and in the Low Country, unless they were unaware of their history, their story, and how to economically empower themselves on the land. So you know that currently we have the Pan-African Family Empowerment and Land Preservation Network that has started as a 501c3 here in the Gullah Geechee Nation that has a Save Gullah Geechee Land campaign that we are approaching finally the $10,000 mark toward a $5 million actual ultimate goal. But we need $80,000 to be deposited into that GoFundMe campaign before October arrives so that we can help Gullah Geechee's to reclaim their land, starting with lands in Beaufort County, South Carolina, and then expanding outward to other areas of the Gullah Geechee Nation and throughout the Pan-African family after this has been fully established here through educating the people more on their land rights, and part of that education has to do with our story and how that land was attained during the Civil War and held on to through Reconstruction, through Jim Crow, and up to today. Many of us still have the land that we show the original deeds were signed in 1862 by our great-great-grandparents. That is an accomplishment. That should be the story that the mainstream and the world media wants to tell. But to tell that means that you have to address the fact that all of these Hollywood films that depicted everyone as Paul Creta, they've been a hairy head dog and thing like that, or a singing picnic and thing like that, ain't true. You would have to now go back and rewrite. You'd have to have a book burning party and now begin writing the full story of what happened in North America and how Europe raped and pillaged the motherland for its brain power and then extracted that power the same way diamonds and gold are still being extracted at this very moment and placed it in another continent and how now that brain trust that still remained because they are living examples of the whole story that are the Gullah Geechee people that embody the whole story, we now need to attack them. We've attacked them through gentrification. We've attacked them through resort building and displacement. We've attacked them through laws at the town level and the county level and the state level that has tried to remove and annihilate them. We've tried to create a system of genocide by having recidivism rates, by arresting people for minor crimes and then putting them into prison and then causing them to lose other things, including land and houses that are put up for bails that then cause them not have a place to live, which cause them to go back into more crime, which then causes them to get a criminal education instead of a cultural education, we are not addressing this issue. Because if we start to talk about telling the true story, 
that Gullah Geechee is of black gold and were written that way even during the time of the transatlantic slave trade, that their richness is what built America, that their richness is what could help heal the Gullah Geechee Nation, all of these states that are part of the Gullah Geechee Nation, the Carolinas, Georgia, and Florida, and that thereby help with the healing of the rest of North America, but definitely America. If we were having to tell that story, we'd have to dismantle so many other things. It's better to let's not talk about that too long. So that's why we'll switch and we want to change back to fluff pieces. Let's change back to just talking about rice plantations. Let's put people back in time. Let's not deal with present-day human rights and environmental injustice, gentrification, and exploitation via tourism. Let's talk about how we get listings for places that can cause people to come and tour, but let's not send the people directly to the Gullah Geechee-owned businesses where they should tour so that their institutions and their businesses and their families can continue to thrive and survive for more than another 400 years. Do that. So... Here it is that the state of the Gullah Geechee Nation is that we are proud that we have our own technology, our own ability to use it, our own supporters that continue to support our ability to have our technology and ability to use it. And we want to thank everyone out there in the world who didn't wait until a big story came out to contribute financially to the various things that we have announced that we are raising funds for over the years, including land funds, but that you gave because you had the heart to give, you had the mind to give, that you wanted to support this mission and these goals of the Gullah Geechee Nation Declaration, and you wanted to continue to allow Gullah Geechees to have a high quality of life here on these sea islands. And so the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank is continuing to work with a number of organizations in order to even further enhance the quality of life here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. We've done a series of focus groups throughout the coastline, those who are Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fans and who follow at Twitter on Gullah Geechee and those who follow at Gullah Geechee on Instagram. You've seen some of the pictures and even more will be coming out on Instagram and Twitter over the next few days of us in various parts of the Gullah Geechee Nation from Florida all the way up to North Carolina, talking to environmentalists, talking to others who are grassroots activists, speaking to people who are actually working on human health issues and environmental justice issues in these communities to actually examine ways that we can further our work with governmental agencies such as the EPA, as well as more grassroots environmental groups, as well as the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and the U.S. National Wildlife Refuge System to help to try to see how we can do restoration of waterways, marshland, intercoastal waterway, because we need to be able to continue to feed ourselves from these lands. And yet, while this work goes on, we have to work to educate more of the world about climate change dynamics, and we've been using our traditional knowledge as indigenous Gullah Geechee people to further inform these studies and these reports that are being done about sea level rise and climate change in this area. And I never thought that with all the awards on my wall from elementary and middle school, from winning contests about erosion, they called it back then, 
that I would end up being a world conservation leader or adaptation leader or resilience expert or any of these things that are now the buzz phrases for what was called erosion and conservation back then. But I'm glad that I am uniquely positioned to do this as a scientist and uniquely positioned as someone who has the background in all of those things for all these years to be able to not let the techno speak scare me off. And so it is a blessing that with the Gullah Geechee Al-Kebulan archive, we've been able to document and retain the documentation of these numerous activities that have gone on over this 15-year period, but we were documenting prior to the establishment of the Gullah Geechee Nation in 2000. So we have a number of things that are going to be happening at the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that will further present these materials to the world and so that more people will know our story and people will know what has happened over time and what is still happening and how they can participate and support what is happening. And to that end, regarding participation and support, we are blessed that we have the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association here now to advocate for the rights of Gullah Geechee fishing families. That organization started up five years ago. The anniversary of it was back in March, the original founding, and then in May of that same year, it came about with their first set of members. And so they postponed the organizational celebration, the association celebration of its anniversary, because in May we had the Gullah Festival and we have a lot of celebrations. And they decided we would postpone it to July because we also wanted to support Penn Center with their second Saturday's functions. And we thought it would be apropos to have this after we'd already had a major Heritage Days fundraiser, the all-white affair there, and have this celebration so that people would come and learn more of our story as it is depicted through not only images at Penn Center, which was Penn School, the first trade, agricultural, and normal school for freedmen in America, which was founded by northern missionaries who were Anglo women, Laura Town and Ellen Murray, but was built literally by Gullah Geechis of St. Helena Island. Native Gullah Geechis built that school, put together the boards and everything, and then built all the other buildings that are now part of that campus. And so we're going there to celebrate our traditions, our culture, and keeping our sea work traditions alive to this day. And so Saturday from noon to 4, it's going to be a brief celebration but a fun celebration. Gullah Geechee Family Day will happen. There's no admission, but with a tour of the museum, you can purchase food for $5. You don't want a tour of the museum, it's $10 a plate, and it will be Gullah Geechee food that will all be prepared by members of the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association. So if you are concerned about if Gullah Geechee food ways are still here, then things still are grind on and things like that. And so we've been blessed to have these food ways continuing, even in the form of Scott's Grand, which is in North Charleston. And in North Charleston, that has been a place to bring life back to the community because we've had numerous activities go on at Scott's Grand. And we definitely want to salute Sister Regina for being a visionary to make it a pay-as-you-can restaurant. So each day that it is open, no one gets turned away. Whatever people have that they can give, they are fed there. And so this, again, 
fulfills part of our goals and our missions to continue to feed our people, to be able to sustain a quality of life for our people, even in these urban areas where people are being profiled and being killed in the street. And we pray that it will be a shining beacon of light in North Charleston to encourage more of our people to not only open businesses and sustain them there, but then to be healing centers for the community as well. And so you hear a bookstore. It's true you hear a bookstore is also up in North Charleston, not very far from Scott's Grand Restaurant. And there's another place that you've seen on Gullah Geechee TV that we supported the grand opening there. And we appreciate Brother Rashad and Zinga for keeping that space and place open for people to be educated and to obtain books and knowledge about our African traditions and culture and our Gullah Geechee traditions and culture as well. Now, as we go forward throughout Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week, which is coming up from July 25th through August the 2nd this year, we will continue to post on Gullah Geechee Nation's Facebook fan page, and we will be tweeting at Gullah Geechee on Twitter. And Gullah Geechee is G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E. There is no in Geechee. Again, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E. We will be posting information about the Gullah Geechee restaurants, the Gullah Geechee bookstores, the Gullah Geechee craft artists, the Gullah Geechee artisans that have websites that you can buy Gullah Geechee art that's painted by native Gullah Geechees because there's a genre called Gullah art now that even Anglo people are exploiting our images and painting us and now getting shows at Gullah Geechee institutions where certain native Gullah Geechee artists haven't even gotten shows at those institutions and festivals and so on. And so be very careful and very mindful of that. The Gullah Geechee Nation only post the artists that are our artists, okay? So please make sure that you support the ones that we're going to be posting and we'll also be constantly putting things up on GullahGeecheeNation.com throughout the month and throughout Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week. Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week's launch will take place at historic Mosquito Beach, which is just past James Island and Saul Agree, Mosquito Beach, and which was one of our historic beaches here, and we're going to do an episode of Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio later on this month leading up to that. But the last Saturday in this month, we'll be at Mosquito Beach from noon to 6. You can bring out the family. It'll be another Gullah Geechee Family Day. So Gullah Geechee Family Day this coming Saturday at Penn Center from noon to 4. And then the final Saturday in July, noon to 6 at Mosquito Beach in Charleston County, South Carolina. We will then proceed through the week with tours such as Day Clean Journeys tours and Savannah Sights and Insights tours in Charleston and other tours throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation that we'll post for you to know. But we'll be going to Walterboro, South Carolina, on that Tuesday evening for the proclamation reading there and a big celebration there at the Carleton County Farmers Market and Museum. And we also want people to visit the Old Slave Relics Museum in Walterboro, South Carolina that week. We will then, on Thursday evening, be on historic St. Helena Island at MJ Soul Food from 6 p.m. until around 9 p.m. We are going to have a party 
there with nice music, come out, buy dinner, enjoy the evening, purchase some of the Gullah Geechee arts and crafts that will be there. Igwine be a time, up EMG, soul food. You come get a little bit of thing for Nampun. And then we will close out the celebration with a time for shout at Geechee Kunda with the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival on August 1st, which is Gullah Geechee Reunion Day. And that will go on from noon to 6 at Geechee Kunda in Riceboro, Georgia. Throughout the entire week, we are going to commemorate one of the Emanuel Nine. There are nine days this year for the Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week. That's not because we tried to be cute or that we couldn't count. We knew exactly what the Spirit led us to do, and the Spirit led us to have it from July 25th to August 2nd. As I said on the show previously, not this time but last week, I did not at first realize why that was the set of dates because I counted it off and knew that it was longer than a week. But when this massacre occurred in Charleston, I now knew why. And we are going to celebrate the lives and the legacy of one of the Emanuel Nine, each one of those nine days during the Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week this year. So, again, keep up at GullahGeecheeNation.com. That is online. Go ahead and follow the blog, GullahGeecheeNation.com. If you go there now, you'll see that we have events. Click on the Gullah Geechee Events link, and you'll see much of what I've talked about here and more already posted there. You can print it out, read it. You can also share it on your social media. Please do share it. Please share this broadcast that the state of the Gullah Geechee Nation is that we are still shouting. We still deal. We still stand it. And we still stand it for we human rights. And we will never stop until all of our rights have been achieved, not only here on the Gullah Geechee Nation's coastline, but throughout the world. So our journey continues and I'm thankful to my people for electing me to be their official leader, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation, and spokesperson of the the Cracky Teeth for all the Hunter children around the world. But rather worse than that, I am thankful for your continued support because people have truly shown up and shown out in all of the support of the work we've done, including the Gullah Geechee Aoke Bootline Archive, I can safely announce, has received funding through the University of Michigan to go ahead and get the equipment that you've seen us trying to raise money for for the past couple of years to go into the full second phase of the documentation that was mentioned in our declaration and digitizing it to protect it against climate change and just the basic living here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. We have over 100 degrees today. So can you imagine living on a sea island with salt in the air, having temperatures that go over 100 degrees, and then trying to maintain analog tapes, cassette tapes, videotapes, and so on, without digitizing them. So we have a plethora of equipment coming in. We have volunteers from the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that are coming in that will be trained to help with this, and we have students that are coming in to also help us out with our Hunter Home Gullah Geechee Research and Retreat Center that is our only institution and retreat center of the Gullah Geechee Nation that we own and this is the only archive in the world that's housed there that is dedicated to Gullah Geechee history, heritage, and culture. But we are not about museumizing our culture. 
We are about keeping our culture alive so that 150 years from now, I pray that someone else will be doing this broadcast and that they will remind everyone of the words I said today because we are at a divine and crucial time in our story and his story. We have a chance to dismantle racism during this international decade of people of African descent, and the Gullah Geechee Nation is going to work with global supporters to do that, and we have an opportunity to actually complete the Reconstruction Era here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, reclaim, restore, and reunite. So we pray that you're at the Gullah Geechee reunion on August 1st, but definitely that you support the businesses of the Gullah Geechee Nation, not only during Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week, but all year long. And we want to thank all the counties and all the cities through North Carolina, Georgia, South Carolina. Well, North Carolina just contacted us today, thank God. So we have North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida that are all going to be celebrating with us the Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week this year and helping to work with the Gullah Geechee Nation's leaders to keep our culture alive and to continue our mission to preserve, protect, and promote our history, heritage, culture, language, and homeland, and to institute and demand official recognition of the governance, minority rights necessary to accomplish our mission to take care of our community through collective efforts, which will provide a healthy environment, care for the well-being of each person, and economic empowerment. So, Hunter Chillin, get out to shiny thing, and to this your land, come on you and bring to the Gullah Geechee Nation. Share a little bit with the family and get ready for Join We for a time for show for this year, Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week. But thank you, thank you for joining me. Queen Quet, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation, right here upon Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. God bless on the chillin'. Keep on standing, keep on fighting, and keep on healing, family. This your time ain't over. We be Gullah Geechee, anointed people. God bless you, chillin'. Thank you, thank you for supporting me and supporting we.